This is the 99X Technology Podcast. Tune in to RTN Tech Sessions every Thursday for practical approaches and solutions to all things tech. Hi guys, uh, I am Bishan Madhavada, your host for the day. Uh, welcome all you to the weekly podcast of 99X Technology. So uh, guys, uh, now we have, we have finished our AWS sessions. Uh, uh, it, it's been our first season and... Uh, uh, upcoming sessions we will be uh, focused on mobile developments uh, and uh, if you guys interested on this topic please follow us on our uh, podcast in any major platform so today's session uh, is about mobile technologies uh, uh, and it, it, it sort of an introduction to mobile uh, uh, technologies uh, joining me to the session uh, with me there's uh, Janita our mobile expert uh, hi, Danita. Uh, shall we be brief about yourself to our listeners? Yeah. Hi. Um, so my name is Janita Ranawansar and I am working as an associate tech lead at 99 and my expertise in the areas of mobile applications development. Um, so I got into mobile applications development about nine years ago. Um, I initially started with Android. and uh, it was actually in 2009 that I got to, got to introduced to Android. Uh, one of my friends, uh, he imported one of the G1 devices from the US. Um, it was uh, on a Verizon, uh, Verizon um, contract. Uh, so it was not working and we were trying to figure out what was going wrong with it. And then we uh, played around with it and we uh, got familiar with Android. Um, so I was quite keen on getting into Android then and there because I saw the potential of the platform and the capabilities. I specifically remember that uh, at the very beginning uh, there was no Google Maps but there was just Maps application on that and uh, we loaded that and we were just walking around the streets and we could see that uh, our position was getting updated and then uh, <clears throat> like we have it in these days, uh, we didn't have that uh, cone, the visual uh, view field, ah, yeah. right? The uh, blue color. Have, yes, yeah. uh, what you have there right now. It was more of like uh, when you made a movement, you, you could see an arrow pointing out or you, you move this way. Um, so yeah, me and my friend, we were playing around with it and we were quite uh, happy with uh, this new piece of technology. And uh, yeah, so that's how I got into mobile applications development because I was so interested in it. And when I started my career, I used, as soon as I got a chance, I got into Android development. Um, yeah, and ever since uh, then, I have been doing Android application development and I have been working with iOS as well a little bit. Um, so at the moment, uh, the whole spectrum of mobile application development has grown um, from native mobile applications to hybrids to now days we have uh, React Native and Flutter. Um, so Mobile application has come a long way during the past nine or ten years, and so what we are going to focus on this series is that how we are, how we have come along um, up to now, and then how we are adapting these technologies as Nine to our customers' needs, and how we can uh, improve upon ourselves and the processes along with it. Yeah. So, guys, uh, Janita is actually a experienced uh, like a decade uh, with this mobile development so he's he's the person you go to uh, discuss about mobile development so 
Yeah, so what is, uh, yeah, uh, we sort of got an idea like what is development, the mobile development, so, uh, and uh, what made you in, uh, enter into the field. So uh, how someone actually uh, in, uh, enters, like uh, how to start mobile developments? Yeah, so at the beginning, we didn't have much options. Uh, the only option that we had was going to the Google's documentation and then read along with that and then fire up emulator and then start working on it. And I remember that uh, for a very long time, we didn't even have a certification uh, for Android development. It was only around 2014 or 15 that Google started their own certification program. Uh, so that was a big hurdle for us. Um, but nowadays you have so many different uh, ways you can get into mobile applications development. Specifically, um, you can go to Google and look at their free courses. Uh, there are Udemy courses and there are numerous number of universities which are offering courses. And I believe that uh, it is kind of a regular course now in uh, local syllabuses as well in universities. Um, so it pretty much it's quite easy, quite easy to get into mobile application development. Um, but my uh, opinion is that right now, since mobile application has grown a bit, uh, when we started, we were developing with Java for Android, and then there was Object VC. We had to learn those things. Yeah. But nowadays, for Android, it's Kotlin, and then for iOS, it's Swift Five. And then there's React Native, which is done to React, uh, <coughs> sorry, uh, JavaScript, and then Flutter with Dart. So nowadays it's a bit complicated, um, but ultimately you have two major platforms that you are going to develop the applications to, Android and iOS. Um, but since there's this complexity of getting into the tech stack, um, then the first thing I would suggest is that anyone who is getting into mobile application development, first of all, get an idea of the language, the tech stack. Um, for Android, it's, it's you have to go with Kotlin now, and for iOS, you have to go with Swift. And if you're getting into React Native, then obviously you have to go with JavaScript. So brush up on that knowledge, and then um, you can start focusing on the mobile aspects of things. Yeah, great. Uh, and also, like I just want to like uh, uh, when I think about this, uh, I myself also doing the mobile developments for like quite some years now. Uh, so uh, what uh, what made me come into this industry was uh, the as you said the same thing like I got an iPhone I I think iPhone 3GS so iPhone 4 back mm -hmm. in the days and that was a really nice canvas to like uh, scroll uh, the views and stuff so I myself self taught uh, on things yes. and like uh, there wasn't any courses like I followed when I entering so uh, basically uh, someone even can just uh, Google things and just even uh, download some samples, look in the code and like self-talk yourself. Mm. That's also a pretty solid way to go like uh, all there's these examinations and things as well, but uh, still uh, uh, self-learning also a really good method. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Janita, so uh, there's this uh, uh, industry trends going on, like a uh, lot of people moving towards uh, hybrid technologies uh, because it has its own reasons uh, mm -hmm. so uh, and some people uh, go go into hybrid technologies and revert back to the native stacks and some people just prefer to stay on native so what is this trend like uh, what are the pros cons and stuff in those things uh, yeah so <clears throat> like i mentioned the mobile uh, these android and ios platforms they got into the scene about 10 11 years ago and when they got started, P 
people weren't more very familiar with smart devices and they were still using uh, desktops, machines and laptops. But we could see the trend that mobile applications has grown and it has outgrown the use of laptops. And uh, with that demand, um, it, it came to a point where mobile surpassed laptops and people were demanding more and more from mobiles. And that's how mobile devices have grown so far. And with this, the technology has to keep up. Um, so early days, uh, having a contacts application, a messaging application, a maps application was enough. A media application, likewise. Um, but nowadays, people are demanding more and more out of the mobile applications. And because of this, uh, the technology has to keep inventing. And one of the biggest reasons that technologies like Ionic and Titanium, they came about was that uh, People were demanding so many features from mobile applications, they, these code bases started to grow. And people are looking for solutions where they didn't have to uh, have two code bases with the same business logic. So the answer was initially was that you know, hybrid applications is basically a web application disguised in mobile applications uh, skeleton. Yeah. And uh, it was proven to be not very yeah, I can remember like I created one app uh, from form gap uh, yes, something yeah. I can remember yeah <laughs> that was terrible like uh, it, uh, like not even close to the mobile performances yes so so nobody predicted this huge demand for mobile devices I mean computers since late 70s until the early 2000s it took about 20 years to get be quite popular and to be in everyone's home. But mobile mobile devices, on the other hand, the demand grew so fast, and because of that, the technology had to keep up somehow. Uh, yeah, so we have React Native and Flutter. Uh, so what these uh, technologies bring us to the scene is that uh, they output native applications, and people are uh, sort of leaning up onto uh, learning these technologies. <clears throat> Um, but still, there's this problem that where some people are kind of reluctant to get into React Native and specifically Flutter, since it's very new, uh, it doesn't have any features. But in the case of React Native, people are still complaining that there are certain features that are not available, which you can do easily on a native application. Um, so in this case, the decision that you have to make is that what are my features and how am I going to implement these things? And depending on that, you can decide on whether you are going with a native application or a native, native application or Flutter maybe. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, so my next question is, uh, so as we all know, 99X Technology is a product engineering company. So it has uh, like, I think uh, 160, 70 products. Uh, so out of those products, some of uh, them are their own products and uh, uh, many of them are for the other like B2B. So it's for the businesses as a software as a good, so other softwares. Uh, so there are many projects going on. So I think our listeners might be curious like to know uh, what are the current uh, technologies and stuff we use in 99X technology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, so the project that I'm working on, it, it started as an Android project in Java and Objective-C project in for iOS, um, but as time grew, we started to realize that our core bases were getting larger and larger, and then it was becoming increasingly hard to maintain 
these four bases to introduce changes and to go through bug fixes and things like that. Um, so what we did was that we evaluated our position and we evaluated our future, the roadmap, and we decided to explore into other technologies. So at this point, um, one of our colleagues, Colin, who was uh, previously working with me on my project, he suggested React Native since at that at that time he was six, seven months into React Native and he was kind of experienced with it. And he suggested to go along with React Native. Mainly the reason was that um, the learning curve with React Native is quite minimal um, because quite a lot of developers are already kind of familiar with JavaScript. And that also is a very big advantage because we don't have to have Java developers or Objective-C developers or anyone who knows Kotlin or Object uh, so the Swift uh, yeah. in this case because anyone who is familiar with JavaScript is into yeah. the React Native project. And the other advantage was that obviously we have the one code base and then we are putting to a different uh, to two different uh, platforms. Um, so then and there I decided that we can go with React Native and I think most of the projects that are in Nightmare is using React Native mostly because a lot of the applications that we have are not, I would say, um, heavy applications um, because if you are going down the road of creating an application in JavaScript, you are going to face some problems with uh, doing certain large calculations, complex calculations or CPU heavy tasks or memory heavy tasks. So in that case, I would certainly recommend going with uh, native, like you're doing in your project. In, yeah. in our project, then that, that has these hardware complexities into that. Yes, also, that yes. Right. yes. so that what you, that's what you need to uh, understand your requirements and your future roadmap and then do a proper evaluation of things to do. Um, but I would recommend going with React Native in case your application is quite uh, UI-centric and you have a lot of information to show rather than to do a lot of calculations. Yeah. And most of the applications that we have are basically consuming web, consuming, uh, web API yeah. and we are just being a front-end to the user and along with that giving the um, mobile-specific features such as location tracking, taking pictures with cameras and uploading and then voice recording and things like that. Um, so yeah, at 99x, most of the time, most of the projects are based on React Native, but still there are native projects uh, which are done in Java, Kotlin, Objective-C, as well as Swift. It really depends on the requirements. We can't exactly say that uh, native development is dying or anything like that. Yeah. And we can't definitely say that React Native is going to be the answer to everything. So yeah, you have to do the evaluation on yourself and then see what suits you best. Yeah, because uh, there are some requirements like that we can't avoid like uh, in our project our client has this enterprise level barcode thing going mm -hmm. on like they need a scan and stuff so uh, even though we plan to go with the hybrid approach uh, that these enterprise grade hardware optimizations memory management part uh, because because of that uh, we have to go with the native developments so i think it depends so you have to choose wisely yeah well uh, with all those technologies that we've uh, discussed about uh, what are the domains that they are catering Janiza? Um yeah so at 99x we have various projects uh, using the uh, mentioned technologies and uh, the project that i'm working on is into facility management domain um, where we have to uh, keep track of 
and uh, facilities uh, history, uh, maintenance records, and any repairs that are done uh, that has been done to that, and any documentation that goes along with that facility. And then there's this uh, vehicle management uh, project also that we are working on, quite similar to facility management, um, but more specialized, specialized towards uh, managing a vehicle. And then we have projects running on which are uh, catering to accounting, where businesses can do their accounting and use can, can be used by the users to do their uh, expense management and things like that. And then we have warehouse management as well, where uh, two different applications are serving the warehouse workers as well as the businesses that are coming to the warehouse to purchase things. And then we have um, a, a project uh, catering to a domain where the, it's in agriculture. And in that case, uh, there are field officers who are using the application which are going to the fields and then collecting data from the farmers. And then well, lastly, we have another project which is uh, specialized in package delivery, quite like uh, uh, pick me application like we have uh, in Sri Lanka, uh, but more specialized towards uh, towards delivery. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think we've discussed uh, a lot around the mobile developments area. So from this upcoming sessions, uh, what should we expect from you guys? What are the topics that uh, you're gonna cover? Uh, yeah. Uh, so. We would dive into a lot more detail about the technologies, uh, specifics in Kotlin and then uh, Swift, uh, React Native, and maybe Tata Contractor a bit as well. Um, and we have a special uh, plan to uh, introduce uh, unidirectional data flow into the native applications, which I think uh, Bishan is going to do, be doing a web webinar quite soon. Um, as well as uh, we are trying to introduce this uh, workflow pattern to mobile applications where we are trying to automate uh, the development process, the testing process, and then the final delivery to the customers. Uh, and we are going to talk about that as well in, de in detail. Yeah, great. So guys, uh, if, if those mentioned topics are uh, like really hard to uh, cover within a podcast without showing uh, documents and stuff and the codes and stuff uh, we will be doing those as webinars as well so stay tuned with our social medias uh, so you won't miss anything uh, so i think uh, uh, we are done for the day janita thanks a lot for joining us thank you uh, and guys since we are now in uh, all major platforms i hope you guys follow us uh, thanks a lot see you guys in next thursday